Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. This week, we're focusing on cybersecurity as the war in Ukraine brings concerns about the vulnerability of critical infrastructure like the U.S. power grid into even sharper focus. First, FBI Director Christopher Wray addressed the issue with CBS's Scott Pelley on 60 Minutes. And so the key is to work closely with partners, whether it's the Ukrainians when it's their critical infrastructure, whether it's private companies here in the United States, to try to make sure that we're interrupting and disrupting that before it becomes more damaging and destructive. My instructions to our folks is to lean in, to lean forward, to be as helpful to them as we possibly can be, to help them anticipate, prevent, defend, mitigate malicious Russia cyber activity. To find out more and bring it closer to home, we talked to Glenn Goh, who is an instructor and coordinator for the Cybersecurity and Digital Forensics Program at Stark State College. And he confirmed for us that they have been alerted by federal officials about an uptick in malicious activity since Russia invaded Ukraine, and he had some advice. Back up your data. If you have those backups, get them off-site or in a different location. It doesn't do any good to have a backup that's sitting right next to your computer if something physically would happen. If you, for, for a lot of data, what I try to do is use some type of cloud-based product such as you know Google Drive or something like that. I'm a little more careful for those types of things. If it's personally identifiable information, if it's credit card information, if it's something that's really, there's a threat to that, I, I tend to don't put that Type, those types of that type of data up on the internet, but I'll make sure that I have a backup of it somewhere. And then, obviously, the smart thing to do is have a backup of it off of or away from your workplace or your home or what have you, just having a second location. It's really advisable to, if you will spend the money, and depending on you know what your you know position is, to use a VPN for a lot of your communication. And probably the biggest thing is if you receive an email, if you you know, get some kind of a text message and you don't or you're not sure of who it came from, don't click on it. Because for a lot of the bad actors that are doing this, it, rather than try to fight their way through an organization's uh, defenses, it's a lot easier and a lot more efficient on their part to create some kind of email message, maybe with a link on it or an attachment that somebody's going to inadvertently click on or open up. And, you know, if you think about it, um, you can craft that, that type of uh, package or that type of attack and then just email it, you know, all over the place. You know, and you, if you think of it, you know, from the hacker's perspective, if I send out a million of them, if I only get 10%, that's still a lot of potential targets that I could work off. Let's talk about individuals and their network at home. Mm-hmm. We heard from a professional in the field a while ago, and I don't know that I agreed with his assessment, but he Mm -hmm. said that you need specifically at home a hardware firewall. Now, in my understanding, pretty much every router slash modem combination or just router already has a hardware firewall built into it. But it sounded like what he was talking about is a separate standalone hardware firewall, which would be in addition to whatever protection you get on your router. Do you really need that at home? Does anybody need that? 
I think it's really good to have if you have the funds and the and the ability and the wherewithal to to install that. Yes, it's an added layer of protection and it's a good thing. But I I I sort of disagree a little bit. For your average person, if your equipment's up to date, your your modem and your router, wireless or wired router are up to date. If you have done the simple things, have you you know changed the default passwords that are on that device? Have you changed the uh, SSID that's being broadcast, so it doesn't, you know, automatically tell someone who maybe uh, is driving by what type of device that you know you have. Have you enabled the firewall in your operating system? Um, again, if if you have the ability to do it, you know, it's an added layer of protection, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, I I don't know. I think patching your system, making sure you're doing your updates, choosing strong passwords choosing strong logins for your wireless network. I think those other things that you can do kind of on the cheap, probably, I don't want to say they're just as effective, but to me, if you've done all those other things and then you you know, want to go that extra step, I think it's a great idea, but I think there's a lot of things that you can do kind of before that that maybe would would help you out just as much. We also talked to David Kennedy, who's the founder and CEO of a local information security consulting company called TrustedSec, which has customers all over the world, but is headquartered here in Northeast Ohio. The, the war in Ukraine is an interesting one, you know, with, with the sanctions that we placed on Russia and how we've been, you know, more, becoming more aggressive on uh, Russia's economy we are absolutely seeing a heightened level of attacks uh, from Russia and more exploratory against what we call our critical infrastructure, which is, you know, our water treatment facilities, our power plants. Um, and it's interesting, you know, when you think of, you know, critical infrastructure, people probably think all oh, the government is protecting that, but over 85% of our critical infrastructure is actually private sector owned. And so, you know, a lot of these systems are really old. Uh, they're very easy to hack. And it's a very big exposure point for us right now. So it definitely has us in a large level of concern. And that's, you know, why cybersecurity is so important. It's not just, you know, hey, they can steal money or they can shut down a website. You're talking about, you know, potential loss of life or our way of, you know, conducting business on a regular basis or how we do our day-to-day activities. Technology is integrated into every aspect of our lives now. And with that comes, you know, the responsibility of trying to protect that. You actually advise or work with a lot of private entities then that are involved with critical infrastructure, yes? We do. We, we work substantially within that, that, that sector. Uh, we work in the financial sector, retail, uh, government. You know, we're, we're pretty much every industry vertical that you can possibly imagine. And, you know, the threats are very different based on the industry vertical that you're in. But at the end of the day, you know, what you're trying to accomplish is protecting your customers, protecting your operations in your company, your intellectual property, uh, as well as, you know, if you're in critical infrastructure, trying to ensure that, you know, there isn't a, a catastrophic event that causes, you know, a major issue here in the United States. So it's it's really the defense of our nation that is one of the most exciting things that, that we get to do because we're making the world a safer place when it comes to leveraging technology. So if you were to be advising one of your customers right now, let's say somebody who is in the energy sector or uh, a company that was in charge of a big dam somewhere or something like that, what would your number one piece of advice be and what would you be able to do for them if they ever had some sort of a breach? Yeah, for for us, it's it's really understanding what their technological footprint is, right, and, and how their technology works. So the first thing I would recommend for an organization is, is to conduct a, a, a simulated cybersecurity assessment, what we call penetration testing, uh, which is, you know, we employ good hackers um, that, that pretend to be bad hackers, obviously, and they try to infiltrate these organizations just like a hacker would to see where their vulnerabilities and exposures are. And so it's hiring good hackers to come in 
before the hand. And that's, you know, the, the, the core of our business at TrustedSec is employing good hackers that are continuously hacking every single day. We have you know, over 150 employees that are hacking every single day um, in the corporations and companies, obviously, you know, sanctioned and allowed and everything else to determine where those vulnerabilities are so that you can start to fix those. And out of the income, uh, out of the output of that comes how, a, how an organization can start to secure themselves and plug those holes um, so that hackers don't have access to them anymore. I think that's probably one of the most important pieces there is knowing what you have so you can protect against it. A lot of these companies, you know, you know, might be 50, 100 years old, uh, might be, you know, just a few, few years old. The, the technology changes and varies, and making sure that you understand what risks and exposure you are from a business perspective is, is equally important. I see. Okay. So then let's say that one of them had a breach. What would your company do then in response to that? We deal with this every single day from what we call an incident response perspective. And this is when a, an organization um, experiences a, a data breach. And this, this varies to be ransomware. It could be you know, a scam. It could be a hacker that they detected in their environment. And we have entirely dedicated teams called incident responders that go into these situations and try to understand and learn what occurred, how the attackers got access to their environment, and then essentially boot them out and try to recover the systems as fast as possible. That's not always the case. You know, unfortunately, especially with ransomware, some of these groups are making tons of money. One of the largest ransomware groups that is predominantly out of Russia, you know, this year has made already $190 million off of ransomware itself. So, you know, they're very good at what they do. They're very successful at what they do. So if we come in after the fact, you know, again, I mentioned before the, the proactive measures that you can take to understand and try to protect against these hackers but if you come in after the fact and they've already been ransomed, a lot of times those organizations either have to pay the ransom or rebuild from scratch and then figure out how those intrusions occurred. So, you know, it, it depends on which stage that we're brought into, um, but we're working with organizations and advising them all the time during, you know, critical incidents to help boot the hackers out uh, so that they no longer have access. And we, you know, we deal with organized crime groups. We deal with nation states. We've, you know, handled countless uh, cases where we're dealing with, you know, China, specifically the Chinese government, the Russian government, North Korea, Iran, uh, where we're trying to boot them out of infrastructure they're trying to maintain um, access to. So it's really a fight, you know, for the network, for that organization's, you know, sustainability um, and making sure that we do it very methodically so that we can boot them out as fast as possible. Kennedy also shared some exciting news with us about their brand new headquarters facility opening on May 15th in Fairlawn, which will replace their current headquarters in Strongsville. You know, when I started Trusted Tech, it was actually in the basement of my house. Uh, you know, I had just left a, a, a job and decided to start my own company. And uh, we've been, you know, since then, you know, have our current headquarters in Strongsville, Ohio. And um, just recently, you know, we started building um, in Fairlawn, Ohio, which will be launching uh, May 15th, basically by Copley High School uh, in the Fairlawn area. We're really excited about the, the grand opening. How much bigger is it than your old place? It's drastically different. You know, for us, what we wanted to create with this this headquarters is, you know, we're a, we're a high-tech, cutting-edge cybersecurity company that works with, you know, three of the Fortune 5, 70% of the Fortune 1000 companies, and everything to, to small to medium-sized businesses. But we also, you know, are known for being the leaders in cybersecurity, where we want to be able to teach the next generation, you know, folks that are coming in from college and schools that are getting into cybersecurity to really have a center of excellence there where we can help teach the next generation of cybersecurity experts. And so, you know, we're going from, I believe our current location is is 4,000 square feet. We're going to 30,000 square feet. We've got a training facility, uh, multiple levels, the beautiful facility with walking trails and you know, outdoor picnic areas and grill grilling areas. It's um, definitely a, a big game changer for us and for 
you know, this local area here, there's there's nothing like it as far as uh, cybersecurity. When you talk about doing training there, are you talking about students who already have either a degree or a certificate in computer science and then you giving them further education? Or are you talking about training people fresh out of high school? Yeah, the facility is really for, for everybody. And we have a number of different uh, initiatives going on, both current as well as, you know, what we have planned for the future. Um, what we're working on is, is the ability for anybody, you know, once a month to come to the facility where we'll have, you know, lectures, seminars, hands-on training uh, on cybersecurity to start to develop, you know, folks that are just, you know, either in high school or just getting into college or, you know, maybe in the first or second semester in their college programs around computer science or cybersecurity, uh, as well as we partnered with a number of the local colleges around here to help with their cybersecurity programs, both with the curriculum uh, as well as, um, what we can do from an on-site perspective to give them some really good hands-on training that you don't typically get from college courses to get them prepared for their cybersecurity careers. Um, in addition, training events, seminars, um, both for customers as well as to the public. You know, our goal with this is really to to make you know Fairlawn, Ohio, the the cybersecurity you know excellent center for for the state of Ohio itself. That sounds great. So when you're talking about the kinds of students that you might want to come and check out what you're doing and learn more about the field. Are you open to having older uh, adults as well, maybe people who are switching careers mid-stride or even perhaps senior citizens who are doing something different as they leave uh, maybe one career and go into something else after retirement? Absolutely. We have a number of folks at Trusted Tech um, that have switched, you know, during their, their periods of career. In fact, uh, one of my, my good friends, uh, Paul Koblitz, who, uh, you know, was my neighbor uh, in my previous development is one of the top folks in our in our company, came from more of the networking telecommunication side of the house and is one of the best cybersecurity folks that I've met. Um, you know, age, age for us isn't a, you know, a, a differentiating factor whatsoever. What we look for is that passion or, and drive, you know, for an individual to learn to want to get into uh, the cybersecurity space and that self-starter type of, of mentality. And that's what we look for, you know, in, in a college candidate that might be going through a computer science, you know, degree or a cybersecurity degree, or when we're looking at somebody that may already be in IT, uh, may be a, a developer, or maybe, you know, um, you know, passionate about uh, computers and, and cybersecurity and want to get into those fields. Those are all things that we definitely look at um, when we're trying to hire. And we're, we're definitely uh, hiring. We have a number of active positions, and cybersecurity by far um, is one of the fastest growing industries uh, right now. There's such a a big need uh, for cybersecurity professionals in this industry to help protect against all of the different challenges that we're we're facing from a cybersecurity perspective. That was TrustedSec founder and CEO David Kennedy. To find out more about TrustedSec, go to their website, TrustedSec.com. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and WAKR.net.